Welcome to Ghosted My Therapist with me, Kaylee Booth. I'm your host, and we're going to talk about all things therapy, relationships, and dating. So enjoy. Hi, my name is Kaylee Booth, and this is what this is going to sound like, I guess. Maybe you can do automatic level control. That'd be nice. Anything automatic, I feel like, is a good thing, right? 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 EQ. As if I know what any of this fucking shit means. I'm really impressed by people who do audio stuff because I don't know what this is. And I think that is a good thing, perhaps, perchance. I don't know, but I'm just going to keep talking and see what this sounds like. Okay, so the reason that I'm doing this and talking about all this stuff is because I obviously had to get new mics. I don't remember the last time I podcasted. I think it was before all the drama in my life. So, um, you know, I kind of stopped after getting laid off, which was fucking great, fun times. Um, and then I was, you know, I got a job. I moved to New Orleans. I was going to pick it back up but then I got broken up with (laughs) so now I'm newly single after being in a relationship for four and a half years and living with a man and moving to New Orleans for said man and then him moving down here us breaking up and him moving back to Chicago so um yeah I took some time it's been about almost two months maybe and today is actually his 30th birthday so I have been having some trouble sleeping that's not really correlated but I think just like you know when you think about something you're like oh I guess his birthday's today and then like the night before I just couldn't sleep very well um anyways I this whole podcast is now being rebranded to talk about kind of dating relationships and mental health because honestly those are the things that I care about I've realized in this breakup that pretty much the only thing I find interesting is human beings um I like other things obviously but my whole life I've just really enjoyed stories and people that's why I love podcasts. I love hearing people interact and hearing people talk and tell their stories. I love autobiographies. I think it's really interesting to hear people talk about themselves. And I think that's why I like dating too. Like now that I am single again, it's really fun to meet people and kind of dig into who they are. And part of me is like, maybe I should do this for a job. Like maybe I should just become a therapist like my sister and do it and meet people and dig into their shit because I would probably really like that. The problem with doing that is that it's a really, really exhausting endeavor and it can be really wearing and that is not ideal. So I am just going to talk about it on a podcast for now <laughs> before I make any decisions about graduate school or anything like that. I am going to just talk about dating and life and my mental health. I am now in therapy and it's only been week two, but this week I realized more and more about 
how I decide on partners and how I date them. Obviously, when you're young, like my first boyfriend, he liked me. So I just like decided to like him back. And then we dated for like two years. And it was actually fun. Like I enjoyed a lot of that relationship. And he like taught me a lot about what being in a relationship is. And it was really like safe person to learn those things with. So um, he was pretty incredible. And I'm thankful for our relationship. I was very heartbroken and salty for a while after that. Um, you know, as, as one is after a breakup, I, that was kind of like my first heartbreak realizing that like, wasn't going to work. Um, and him just like not being into it anymore. And it was pretty rough, but I was like 21. I want to say 21. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a really difficult time. And I think that that one just kind of chose me. And then the second one was kind of a rebound. Um, and again, it was just kind of like us meeting at the same, at a, us meeting randomly. And, you know, I was like, okay, the first one I, I put a lot into their life and I was doing a lot of their stuff. And then the second one, I was like, dragging him to all my stuff and he kind of just was along for the ride and my third relationship I was like okay like we're gonna have like an even life we're gonna like do their things and my things and like blah 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 and I didn't really think about the values I had and what I wanted from a partner because also, again, I was 23 when I started dating my last boyfriend. And again, he kind of like reached out to me and I was like, oh, he's hot and we're vibing. And as you get older, you start to realize like there are certain things that you want from a partner and there are certain things that you're like attracted to. And attraction is kind of kind of just what you're familiar with. A lot of it is just being comfortable. So, for example... I felt like my dad was like like oftentimes using money to kind of get attention and he would like be really giving but then he would kind of like throw it back in your face sometimes and that's what I grew up with and I love my dad like uh, this is not shade on him like I don't think it was purposeful it just was like when he wasn't getting attention or he wasn't getting the the adoration or whatever he wanted the validation then he would kind of be like oh that's what I get for paying for your for you to go to school or that's what I get for buying a car for you or things like that so I when I started dating I like would refuse to take free drinks from guys like I did not like when they paid for things I just like was expecting it to get thrown back in my face um and funny enough in my last relationship I think at the end it did get a little bit thrown in my face and um and it's one of those things that like we kind of accidentally date people that remind of remind us of our parents and or we do the opposite where we're like avoiding it so vehemently um which I've done that too like I've dated guys that I assume are kind of like the opposite of my parents and I hope that like it works out as if like my parents aren't great. Like I have many, many things that are great that I received from my parents and my life was really amazing and I like my parents, but 
I just don't necessarily always want the relationship that they have and I don't necessarily want the relationship that I have with them to continue. So it's yeah, it's just complicated to look at your patterns in relationships and realize like what are you doing that may be unhealthy, you know? Um and especially the more you have kind of these semi longer relationships, the more you can see those patterns and decide whether you can work past them or not. And I do think some things I learned from my last relationship is a, I definitely want a man who's willing to go to therapy, like no matter what, because therapy, if nothing else, will teach you how to communicate your feelings with a person. And I don't want to be your therapist and I don't want to be like your test run. Like I want you to be really good at that. And if nothing else, if nothing else, therapy will teach you how to communicate because you have to try to communicate with your therapist. And I don't really want to dwell on my ex or any of my exes. I definitely want to dig into it. Um, But again, a fresh ex is anything I say about him is going to be very biased. And I don't want... Well, I guess anything I say about any of my exes is going to be biased, but I don't want anybody to think anything negative about any of my exes, even even the ones that I think like maybe did some shit wrong. <laughs> um, but it is just interesting. I do kind of want to analyze some things because I think there's things that play a part in relationships when and you think they're going right, but you realize like they're only going right because that person is like in their comfort space if that makes sense so like for example I'm somebody that like I like moving around a lot and I just do it I want to live in new places I want to explore I want to be challenged and I have had people you know I've had people move for me and with me and that wasn't always best for them and maybe they are a better person and they thrive better in their in the space that they grew up in or in their comfort space like if you're from the south and you live in new york city maybe like you don't want to live in new york city and that's not your place to be i mean i i realized like new york city wasn't really the place for me like i can live there when i'm young and single and i wasn't single when i lived there but i i can live there when i'm young and and not worried about it but when I was in a relationship and I was trying to think about like buying a house and like maybe having kids and marriage and weddings and stuff like all these really expensive things then living in New York was kind of less fun because it's much harder to make a living there and you're spending all of it on rent so and also something I've learned from dating is like guys can seem really awesome and put together when they're in school or when they're like training for something and then like there is a thing about them like never having worked in the real world. Like they're like, for example, doctors, and this is not specifically about any of my exes. I've just been dating around and realizing this, um, like people who are doctors, when I worked in medicine, the surgeons, some of them had never had a real job. They've been in school for since they were 26 or whatever. So like they aren't used to like balancing their finances and they're not used to like, 
paying their taxes and they're some of the smartest people you know and they're amazing and they can even be like really educated and great in many many ways but there is going to be that time that you have to kind of like go through that learning period again with them of like how to be an adult how to pay your finances how to be responsible how to pay your bills that kind of stuff and some people are willing to do that with each other and some people are not willing to do that with each other and that is the hardest part about the relationships because it can be going really really well up into a point and that's like i mean that's why people get divorced right that's why they get married and divorced because like oh it's been going really well for 12 years but all of a sudden like i don't know if we can get past this thing and that's also why i'm like i need a man who could be in therapy because can you can we work through this can we get past this thing can we go to therapy can we try new things or are you going to be like stagnant and not willing to change or develop anymore because we've been the same and we got married and had kids and have been in the same place for 10 years so now we can't change it all right you know like everybody's changing all the time and that's like the reality and i'm thankfully somebody who's really good at adaptability even inside my relationships and it's not my it's not comfortable like even for me i'm good at it but i'm not comfortable doing it you just have to do it it's just like a part of life but there are people who like want things to be the same their entire life and they don't realize that like even if you live in the same place and even if you are not going to change like you have the same job for 40 years your relationships will change you know people will have kids people will get married people get divorced people will grow like maybe your wife's like dad dies and that really like alters her mental health for a bit and maybe she'll get back to a healthy place but like her perception on life might be really different you know people go through things that change them and that means like relationships also need to change and adjust around those things. And the only way that can happen is via open communication. And so that is something that like as I've been in these long term relationships, I very much realize like open, open, open communication is like the number one thing. And this kind of leads into this new thing that I just learned about called um fin dom or financial doms or financial domination i think that's or dominate financial dominatrix i don't know but this is like a brand new thing i learned and i'm both excited and nervous about this thing because it has like stumbled into my life i met a man randomly at a bar and we were just flirting and texting like normal you know and then somehow it led into like him it led into him talking about how he like wants to give me money and I did not know that was a thing like I knew it was a thing obviously there's sugar babies I know women who do sex work I know you know like I know this is a thing but I didn't know that it's a thing to let doms like take your money and and sometimes like not do anything else like just be kind of mean to you and take your money and have the control over your finances. So this is a new thing that I like this random man 
is interested in and I started like reading a bunch of articles because I was like I don't know what the fuck this is is I'm not a dumb I've never done any of that um I don't know if that's the vibe anyone would ever get from me but it's not it has not been my my thing not that I'm against it it just hasn't been a part of my life I read a lot about it because at first I was like is this like a mental illness um you know like is this a problem like if women are doing this to men presumably is it because the men are not okay mentally and that's kind of my view on a lot of these kinks is that people are not okay and they and this the kinks are like the kinks are like spawning from trauma which could be very true honestly a lot of kinks probably do come from from traumatic experiences or some negative experiences and so I'm kind of up in the air about this this situation because a it would be great to have a little extra coin but it's a very it's a very like vulnerable place to be for both parties right so a if somebody's giving you their financial control you have to be you can't be a bad person and be an asshole and like ruin them even though that's like i think some people's thing is they want to feel like they can be ruined and a lot of it is just like relinquishing control right and i've come to the the realization that i think just like any relationship kinky bdsm relationships even more so are about open and honest communication and i don't think even though you're like manipulating the situation for like pleasure i don't think it is supposed to be like manipulative and ruthless like it's obviously supposed to be like a vulnerable i trust you and I trust you not to like ruin everything situation. Um, and I was reading that like in these articles, like some of the women who did it were saying like, I never like, I feel like it's immoral to, to take more than, than I need and more than they can like withstand. You know, this woman, woman got paid like $20,000 just on one interaction. And she's like, this is somebody I have a relationship with in this way and I would never take more than like anything that would like ruin them like they can always pay their bills they can always do what they want it's just that they want to also relinquish control and give money and give their finances up so it's just so interesting I I feel like I want to like do more research in this world because I want to kind of figure out where it stems from the problem with me is that like I couldn't actually be a dumb because I would be like okay so tell me when this started and why do you want to give up your money and where does it stem from like I want to know the psychology behind it which maybe I should like do some maybe I should go to school for that and do some research I'm just so curious as to like why this starts and how people even figure it out 
that they like this. And my my thought, my theory right now is that like based off of my reading and like talking to this guy is like these people obviously many of them make a lot of money and they feel like they have to control everything and so they just want to not you know they just want to like not think about it they want to relinquish control i'm sure some of it stems from like some parental issues and control there and that relationship um you know and maybe they feel safe like maybe they felt safe when somebody was out somebody else was in control and they felt like they could just totally be their most carefree vulnerable self and that makes sense sexually, right? Like if you're orgasming, that's a very, very vulnerable place to be in. And you can't be in that place unless you are feeling safe to be vulnerable, right? I mean, that's why many women like can't get off is because like their brain is like always kind of on edge. Like this man could kill me at any time, you know? So it is so interesting like i truly am so so interested to learn more about this and it literally just fell in my lap like i was reading and the women were like it's kind of hard to find somebody who's like a proper sub and like also hard to be a proper dom because a lot of people just think like oh be bratty and they'll give me my their money but like it's actually a relationship and you have to like talk to them and a lot of these doms like budget for their their subs like they do work <laughs> it's like a lot of work you know they're they're doing work they're in their financial accounts it, they have like some of them have full control over all their finances and like give them budgets and only allow them to spend a certain amount of money and i get that like if i was like a high powered money making dude and i controlled every fucking part of my life you know I'm just some rich old white dude. Like, I get it. Maybe sometimes you're just like, fuck it. I don't want to do this. And I think many people just pay a financial advisor to do that. <laughs> but obviously, there's some sort of sexual component of like relinquishing the control, which that is sex, right? You're just like totally out of control and into it. Unless you're the person who's like wants more control, which I've met those people too of like, it always comes out like when it's, when it's a man wanting to be controlling, like it always comes out in such a fucking like annoying way because you're just like, oh, this person's like chill, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like they just are like, I want to tie you up and do whatever I want to you. But they say it in a way that you're like, oh, like you feel out of control all the time in your daily life. So you want to control a woman. And I mean, that's just not my thing personally. Like, I don't want to be controlled. I already feel like I don't have a lot of control in the world and none of us do really. So except apparently these like rich dudes, but uh, yeah, like I don't, I'm not interested in, in relinquishing more power to a man. <laughs> and I get it. Like if you have had a hard life and you just want to feel empowered, like that makes it, it makes its way into the bedroom oftentimes but that's just not my vibe and I'm like I don't trust a man enough to do that shit you know like men are fucking untrustworthy and women too like anybody I wouldn't trust anybody because 
like yeah fuck you no hell no the thing is like you can be the most trustworthy motherfucker on the planet and i'm still not going to trust you to have full control over me and what you do to me that's just like that's a no for me dog you know even god didn't do that he was like humans get their own autonomy so yeah i don't know i don't i feel like it can get dangerous and that's also what comes back to relationships in general is like the trust has to be there but also like we need to acknowledge in ourselves with our like sexual relationships and our kinks and our things like that is like what is stemming from a a problematic place and what is safe versus what isn't safe you know because like look at fucking creepy ass army hammer like he obviously had some trauma as a kid saw a lot of shit and learned that like these this abuse of women in his mind he learned of he learned it was just like a kink and he definitely crossed the line in many ways where it was not a kink then there weren't safe words and it wasn't safe bdsm and then he used bdsm as like a defense for like what he was doing and that's fucked up and i am very adamantly against that and i think that is the the interesting part about relationships is it's like it's easy to kind of use those like the progressive and therapeutic terms to kind of defend bad behavior and it's really our responsibility to kind of dig into ourselves and and realize like okay what is trauma based what is healthy what is not healthy you know like I'm somebody that for example in therapy I've realized I like I really like to push myself out of my comfort zone and always like be making my life harder and I do think this comes from like a childhood bullshit thing, but maybe that is my superpower now, you know, maybe it means I'm somebody who's really adaptable and I make my life hard, but it means like I'm doing the things that I want to do. Um, you know, I mean, I know plenty of people who had like super strict, super hard parents, but now they're all like fucking doctors and lawyers and like, yeah, maybe they're not the happiest people in the world, but it's nice that you can like push yourself like you have skills there the skills to be able to do hard things you know just because you were trying even if it was like stemming from you trying to impress your parents like you still like really achieved a lot and you did amazing things and as an adult once you get there you can kind of decide like will I utilize this trauma or this I need a better word. I don't know what you call it. This like maybe negative or adverse childhood experience. Will I use this to my advantage and make it a superpower in my adult life? Um, and that goes for like sexual stuff too. That goes for relational stuff. Like, will I use this to my advantage? And at what point is it getting negative and not a positive in my life? Because there are the people who become, you know, workaholics and have no off switch and are are problems you know and are miserable i think there's a balance there of course so yeah so this was my the first man that i met post being single i think it was yeah i think it was the first guy it was like the first time i went out in new orleans of course in new orleans classic but the first dude I like flirted with and we exchanged numbers and like he's an interesting one you know he's older he's 30 
seven, I think he said. And um, it's very interesting. He has a good job. He drives an expensive truck. He does not live in New Orleans. So the whole thing is like really, really interesting. It is, it kind of fell into my lap and he's very attractive and very sweet. And it's, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll, maybe he'll ghost and we'll never talk again. I don't know. But I'm I'm really enjoying kind of just like dating and chatting with people and getting to know people. It does feel a bit like a social experiment. Um, it can be exhausting because obviously socialization is really exhausting sometimes, but I don't have a very difficult job. So, you know, so I'm just out here trying to live my life and do interesting things. I emotionally am doing okay for those who care. Um, you know, my ups and downs depends on the day. I have not been sleeping well, which is really fucking annoying. I did like, I was the first couple weeks post my breakup. I was like taking Benadryl every night. So I was sleeping kind of well because of that, but I might need to get back on that. Cause I, the last few weeks have just been like fucking me up. So, um, yeah. Happy birthday to my ex. Yeah, I'm doing okay emotionally, not sleeping well, not eating really well. But also the best part about being single is like, I do get skinny. Like when I don't live with a man, I am skinny queen. I like work out more, (laughs) you know, like I literally have been like working out. I've been so bored. Like you realize like how much somebody you live with takes up space in your brain. And I have so much brain space so much time to read so much time to like work out go on walks I've been like doing workouts for fun and I'm like this is crazy just because I'm bored I've been like hanging out with people I have to travel for work travel for fun so yeah it's just we're just out here traveling in these streets I'm going on my first work trip this week and I get to see a friend from college that I haven't seen in probably like maybe five years maybe longer I have no clue I think like five or six years so that'll be fun to see him and his wife yeah job's going good life is okay have reconnected with some friends which is good met some new people which is good yeah I'm thriving no I'm not thriving but I'm surviving I'm surviving I'm like above surviving below thriving um, have not been on Instagram much, which is good. Been on TikTok a lot. Been on the dating apps, which is rough. <laughs> New Orleans has the ugliest men. Like, no offense to anyone who's from New Orleans or, like, lives here. But, like, generally speaking, the population is not super attractive. And I don't know why that is. I do think it's a city where people come when they like feel lost or they want to like party. And so they're probably not being their best versions, the best versions of themselves. And then the other guys who look put together are like that, the very like LSU frat boy, like country frat boy look. Which isn't a bad look. It's just not my type, you know? 
So <laughs> it's an interesting group of people. I need like that West Coast lumberjack king look like this is maybe my inner Midwest is coming out of like the flannel and the like scruffy beard and like looks like he could cut down a tree like that is what I want visually and I'm just not getting a lot of that eye candy here um maybe when the winter comes around but it's definitely not the vibes I'm getting here you know also, after this year is up, after my lace is up, I may try to go abroad. So maybe Lumberjack King will be somewhere out there, you know? And if he's not, at least I could be like in Europe slamming croissants all the time and like walking around and experiencing some fun life. Or maybe Australia. I'm like, my best friend's dating an Australian guy and he's a gem. So I'm like, maybe I should go to Australia. They seem like fun peeps. I have some friends that have moved there and feel happy. And it looks just fucking beautiful. I've been before, but I haven't been in years. And it's just beautiful. I love a beach. I love a coast. I have never lived near the ocean, only for like a summer. And that is next on my list. Like, I need to get back to the ocean vibes. I need to get back to my happy place. So this is my plan. I will do therapy next week and talk about therapy again and we'll see what we dig into. I'm really doing this because I hope people learn something from my dating life, from my therapy life. I know solo pods can kind of be annoying, but like I have had some comments on my TikToks that are like, oh, I can't afford therapy. So thanks for this tip or whatever. And I'm like, A, we need to get you some therapy, girl. And B, yeah, I'm happy to like tell you what I've learned. Like my therapy life has been great. I advise everybody to do therapy. I never thought like I had therapists be like, oh, you seem fine. And I'm like, yeah, I am fine. I can survive. I'm like, I'll be fine. But like, I want to be better than fine. You know, like I want to be mentally stable. I want to know the tricks of the trade. My sister is a therapist, so I get a lot of advice from her. And I hear what she does with like her kids and stuff. And I'm like, this is what I need. Like nobody teaches you how to be mentally okay. Our parents were all just white knuckling through life. And then they all got divorced and are depressed and like not okay. And I don't want that for us, guys. I want us all to be good, especially men, because I know you're not good. You don't even have like a girly group to talk to like we do. You don't have friends. You have friends, but you don't have like real friends that you can call up and be like, yo, I just had a fucking shit day. Can we grab a beer and talk about it? You know, like you need to talk openly and like share your emotions. I share my emotions with everybody and then men will like tell me all their problems. And I'm like, I'm I'm thankful for you, you know, for sharing. I'm thankful that you're sharing with me, but I also really don't need to be your therapist. I appreciate you guys sharing with me and that you feel comfortable with me. But like, I'm not trying to be your therapist. I'm trying to go on dates and have fun. And if anything, I'm trying to be like even less than like a cordial person because I'm literally post breakup. Just want to have a fun time. Do not want to fucking think about your problems, you know, and men have no one to talk to. So they talk to the girls they go on dates with. And I'm like, bro, get some friends, 
girls or guys, I don't even care, but just get some friends to chat with that aren't me. Because what happens if we date for 10 years and then you have problems with me and or we get married and you have problems with me and then we are not like who are you going to talk to? Then you need a therapist or friends or both. I sur- you know, I suggest both. Because both is good. Both is great. Both is what you need. So if you're out there and you're not in therapy, do it. Get therapy ASAP. And I hope that everybody else is encouraged to get in therapy if they can afford it. And if you can't, get a community. Like get some people that you admire around you. Talk to those people. Ask them how they live their life and do that, you know? Because if you want to be somebody, if you admire somebody, just learn from them. They're doing something, right? Obviously, if it's impressing you. So just do what they're doing and figure it out. You got this. I believe in you guys. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye.